Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Um, so, hello everyone. Today we're going to talk about our most influential movies, kind of go over how we became film buffs, uh, big genres we're into, uh, the big movies that kind of changed our perception of movies or our writing style even. Yeah. Um, yeah. And interestingly, one of the only classes you and I took together was a film history class. I think it was the only one. I don't think we didn't have any other classes together, did we? We started a creative writing class together. Mm. At least. I think you might have dropped it. We've talked about this before. Yeah, we have. I don't remember. I can't remember if you stayed in it. I think you dropped it because Lawrence freaked you out and then ended up taking from him after I had a good experience. Oh, I don't Because you were like, I guess so you're- old, he's not going to be able to use his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was mean. I loved him. It's fine. Um, yeah. Today, today we're talking about movies, which is kind of... My forte, I like movies better than books. Sorry, that's kind of sacrilegious, but I don't think so. <laughs> At least for someone that has like, I mean, on my blog, I, I talked about, I talk about movies too and stuff, but yeah, I think <clears throat> it's not unusual for artists. I mean, everyone's different. I think there's like a whole spectrum, but it's yeah. not unusual for people who create things to not consume much of what they create, mm-hmm. and then. Also, some people, that's all they do is consume kind of medium. Yeah. Just. And I mean, kind of talk about our history with getting into movies and stuff. I mean, I, like, as a kid, I was probably, like, a lot of people, like, I would, you know, watch all the Disney movies, the animated movies, and I would say I watched a lot more TV than movies. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really get excited Mm. about, like, like, my family didn't have, like, a movie night, or we really didn't go to the movies too, too often. I mean, obviously, you know, to go to the big, big Disney movies, like, went to all the <clears throat> Disney Renaissance, um, like, we went to, like, The Little Mermaid and Lion King Oh, you and did? Stuff. Do you remember that? No, no. Oh, <laughs> okay. Me. But my mom, like, like... Was, you know, said that <clears throat> we, we were big into that. I think we would rent stuff from Blockbuster, and, um, yeah. like, it didn't really stick with me, because, like, a lot of the Disney movies, when we'd watch them later, like, I watched them in high school, like, you know how in, like, Spanish class, we'd watch the Spanish mm-hmm. version of this movie, whatever, and, like, a lot of them I just had no memory of from when I was little, um, Oh, interesting. But yeah, I, I mean, I was have a my, huge movie oh, person. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I still have my uh, ridiculously extensive collection of Disney VHS. I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people do. Um, I mean, we used to have a ton of DVDs because my little little sister, Mia, um, she was kind of grew up, you know, more in the, it was already, I think VHSs were pretty much on their way out right when, yeah. but when she was growing up, she had a bunch of dvds um my mom my mom still has a bunch of dvd like box sets of her favorite old tv shows um which to be fair those are harder to find like on a streaming service like the older like old shows so keeping dvds Mm -hmm. of those is not you know unheard of because a lot of old stuff is harder to find but yeah i didn't i didn't really uh i wasn't like a huge crazy movie fan like i said i watched hardcore tv um but we did you know rent stuff from blockbuster and we i remember vaguely like you know the stuff everyone kind of watched when they were our ages as kids. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I think it's an interesting balance because I was an only child up until I was five. My parents were finishing up. I beat um, you. Just saying. 
I know. I remember when he stopped being an only child. I remember when he stopped me. It's like, no, I I didn't adopt a little, we didn't adopt a little sister. I just stopped being an only child. It was all about me. (laughs) I mean, that's how I felt. So it's fine. It was, I mean, I'm sure it was for me too. I just don't remember it. But you were friends with me, not my little sister, like. I yeah. <laughs> well, you were kind of having like an adjustment period too. I think you were a little stressed out, which makes sense. I mean, that's part of the whole. I was more stressed about my mom thing. leaving to go to China for like, I'd never been away yeah. from my mom for that long. So that was more stressful than even adopting a little sister. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, just me and your random third grade or it was third grade, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Why, why is that so in my head? I know, it seems so, it seems like it was not that long ago, but it I'm just yeah. impressed with my memory. Yeah, I'm, I still, I sometimes forget. So yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Anyways. Um, well, we were in the same class in third grade and I think we were kind of closer in third grade than we were other years. So I guess so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of would be around my parents when they were watching stuff. There was like this strange period where they sort of didn't realize how much I was taking in, I think. Ooh. So I would like watch Friends with them as a kid mm-hmm. and saying like, God damn it, like Rachel. And they were like, oh no. <laughs> uh, but because of that, I have like this really strong memory of Friends as a child. And it's one of my favorite shows still. And I think this thing sort of happened with movies. Um, but then at the same time, it, I was really limited. I didn't watch Pirates of the Caribbean until I was like 14. Same. Um, but my parents have always been super into storytelling in general. Hmm. My dad cried at the Oscars once when we were watching the Oscars once. Made, my dad cried when he won his Oscar. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. He, he cried Oscar. when Lupita Nyong'o won her first Oscar. Oh. No. Um, so, yeah, it's very general. Nothing specific really sticks out from childhood, but I know that I was exposed to kind of good stuff. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I do have a vague memory of watching The Simpsons one time. <laughs> like, I really, I don't think it was like, I don't think they let me, like, I think maybe I saw it by accident or something, and I, like, said something really gross. <laughs> My parents were like, okay, no. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really watch... I mean, even, like, I wasn't, I don't even think I, my first PG-13 movie, like, I was almost 13. Like, you know how most kids will watch, like, yeah. a lot of Like stuff. our younger siblings? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm comfortable, there's, like, some stuff I'm comfortable with, like, I don't know, like, the Marvel movies, I mean, really, they're not, like, they don't drop F-bombs, yeah. like, I don't really think, like, some things are, you know, fine, like, Harry Potter and stuff like that, I'm sure, like, it's fine, but, yeah. So I wasn't that, that obsessed with movies until... Twilight happened, and then I became obsessed with movies, <laughs> which is so sad because we've talked about this before. How Twilight, well, Twilight movies are so bad. I mean, they're like I still think New Moon's a classic. I mean, <sighs> I will go to my grave defending that movie. That scene where she's spinning in that office chair with that really sad music, and the se- <laughs> the seasons are spinning around her. You don't know okay, how many maybe not, like, maybe not the whole movie, but <laughs> you don't remember how many times I would just sit listening to that song and be like, whoever I was in love with doesn't love me. My world is over. Um, oh my god. Beats me who the heck that would even have been at that time. Um, but, I'm pretty sure I know. Um well Twilight came out. Well, New Moon came out. Well, it, they all came out in like middle when we were in middle school, the first ones came out. So yeah, but I think that I've talked about before how like yeah I, I uh 
I don't, I obviously do not think the Twilight films are like a, the pinnacle of movies, but it's what got me into being excited to go to a movie theater, being excited like about a series, you know, going to midnight premieres and stuff. Like that's what got me excited about that whole experience were the Twilight movies. So, and yeah. that's what got me like started really in like writing and reading and all that. And we've, we had that whole episode kind of in the beginning talking about Twilight. So yeah. Yeah. Which I think is just, and we bring it up all the time, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think we should either rewatch all the movies I don't know. I've seen people, um, there's so many posts now that Midnight Sun came out. There's so many posts on like Bookstagram about how um, problematic everything is now. And we had that other episode talking about that too. So it's just funny to look back on that. But yeah, that's kind of what got me into movies. Um, And then after that, I um, kind of was really, like I had one friend that was really into going to movies. So we would always go together and go to the midnight premieres and stuff. And we were really into once Twilight ended, it was the Hunger Games was like our big thing. And we went to every single premiere. And um, those are actually very good movies um, <laughs> compared to comparatively. Um, and yeah, and then I got obsessed with Marvel. And that's a whole nother story. But is there anything else you want to talk about before I <laughs> go into it? Um, no, just I really don't know when I started getting super into films I guess it was probably at some point during my acting career mm, yeah. I was my in acting that career <laughs> I started doing like classes during the school year not just during for summer camp I think mm-hmm. sometime in middle school but it didn't feel really serious until high school because that's when I was in that production company oh yeah um, and I was in a short film in sixth grade oh yeah went on to like do well in film festivals and stuff so I, I all of that you did have a career mm-hmm. Didn't you yes. have an IMDb page? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no photos on it, but it's got my name and my credit. That's so but, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I think at some point I must have started looking at people's acting and the mm-hmm. way the stories sort of function, which, I mean, I've always been into story, but sort of seeing it in film too. And yeah. Yeah, yeah I basically... I think what, I mean, Twilight kind of, you know, started it, but what really got me into film was like the Marvel movies. I remember seeing when the first Avengers came out, it was like 2012. And I remember seeing the trailer for it. And I was like, this is a really cool trailer. Like it was edited so well. And back Mm -hmm. then I, I mean, I still consume trailers all the time, but like back then if they showed just like a second of a trailer, I could tell you what movie it was for. Like I got obsessed with watching trailers and like seeing how cool, like I just loved some of the editing of them and I was really obsessed with trailers and I saw the Avengers one and I was like, huh, that looks really good, but superheroes are for boys. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, obviously, little Brenna had some issues with gender, gender roles, but I think that um, I was just like, I just was never into like action movies. I mean, yeah, Twilight is an action movie. Sure. Like, no, but <laughs> there was action in it. Um, and I, I watched, I ended up seeing the Avengers um, and then I went back and watched the previous like I think it was Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, the ones that had come out before then. And um, I became, like, obsessed with it. And then, you know, how many years later is that? Eight years later, I have seen every single Marvel movie. I am obsessed. Um, and I think that's what really, because those are, I mean, such well-made films, and that's what really got me into, I don't know. It was They're just, like, very, well, aside from, like, the one where they all lost but you know they're very hopeful and it's like a cute it's just I don't know it's something that I really really enjoy and I've being with these characters for you know so long is insane and that's what I love about movies is I think I I feel like I love series and like following characters more than I love just like 
movies in general. I think that's what I like. Yeah. The fact that I've, you know, you grow up with these fictional characters and then it's like, oh, they're kind of your friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> part of why I love TV. <laughs> no. I mean, do I have any friends? Probably not. I'm your friend, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and then I, I like, I be the Iron Man 3 filmed like some scenes in Carrie. And so my friend Ren and I went to go like see, um, see what it was, what it was, uh, was happening. And I don't, the day we were there, Robert Downey Jr. was not, but they were filming like that scene in Iron Man 3 where they show like all of his suits. So they were filming that in like in some gaming, um, it was like a gaming company's office building, but they were filming all of, um, all of his suits. And so uh, we were there for that, but, you know, we didn't see anything, but we were, it was just, I don't know, little things, like little moments like that interspersed in my MCU journey stick out because they're just so, I don't know. Millennials are so nostalgic. I hate it, but I also love it. Did I tell you, I was in New York in high school, one of the girls, for that writing program, one of the girls ran into Taylor Lautner. (laughs) I think you may have told me that. (laughs) And then my roommate and I was like... 12 or 13 and I was like a junior in high school and that so I went she was really excited and I was like well I'll go down with to see if like there's anything if yeah. like anything's still happening because they're filming a movie and we found the set but they were like finished for the day and I was trying to do my like savvy chat up with the um with one of the workers there and I was like oh are you like a gaffer or something which is like related to sound it's a very yeah. I mean no offense but it's a yeah. it's a it's lower on and he yes, was like a producer so. <laughs> yeah because uh if I'm if it's the movie I'm thinking of it was a really terrible movie that I saw <laughs> yeah it probably was um uh but he was so over it I think he had been approached by like young girls that whole day I'm sure yeah I I remember I think it if it was that movie I remember I like I got in trouble and I couldn't go to like the homecoming dance or something I couldn't go to some dance at Gibbons and instead my friend and I saw that movie and it was punishment enough <laughs> no I'm just kidding I loved it when it came out because I was obsessed with Taylor Lautner but um Anyways, now that I've gone forward I... in my movie journey I know that some movies are not good yeah um yes Marvel yeah Marvel <laughs> I don't think I don't think Anna Claire cares too much about Marvel, but it's fine. I'm sorry. I enjoy it sometimes. I really didn't like the last couple of Avengers movies, though. I think they were specifically made for the people that have been there for ten years, and then if you yeah, it, it was a little like gatekeepy because <laughs> there I'm were just so many a... things to like follow, and you know, so many callbacks yeah. and whatnot. But. I'm just such a. Um... I mean, I love characters and I love the kind of humor that comes out of Marvel movies too. Mm, yeah. I'm just such a movie, like format purist that mm. everybody died at the end, but then they all still had contracts for upcoming movies. I was like, I have zero investment in this cliffhanger. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I mean, if you're like in the, because once I started getting into Marvel movies, I became really obsessed with like following the industry and like learning all the different tidbits of what goes on behind the scenes. So like, yeah, if you know all that, it's kind of, but you still, you know, you still want to know what happens. And it's just yeah. part of me wonders if because they knew people would still be invested, they were like less intent. Cause I think there was yeah. a way to restructure it to still make it engaging. Mm-hmm. It was like that whole movie didn't matter. But anyways, anyways. I, mean, I agree. I agree. I think that when when you saw like who they did kill off, like the fact that 
Black Panther was the first one. And yes, we should talk yeah. about Ch Chadwick Boseman is amazing and he's great. Um, we haven't filmed anything since, or filmed, we haven't recorded anything since he passed. But I think that yeah. the fact that he was the first one that, I think he was the first one that got dusted or he was one of the first yeah. ones we were like, okay, yeah, none of this is real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I mean, why would they do that? Um, so, <sighs> but yes, I, uh, I don't know. I love Marvel. I do like other films, I yeah. promise, but. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we're talking a little bit about favorite genres, right? Yeah. Yeah. We segueing into that. Yeah, I think I do like action, but not as much as I just like straight up superhero movies. Like I just yeah. straight up like action movies, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Like the Bourne movies, I'm not like the craziest about. There's certain types yeah. of movies that I, I just like the characters in, in Marvel movies is really it. Superhero characters also tend to be a bit more likable because they're yeah. fighting to protect people often. And then there's also this weird like goofiness that comes with like supernatural. Wearing a cape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, like all the Umbrella Academy kids. Yeah. Oh, so good. Anyways, we're not here to talk about TV. Um, I really don't have a favorite genre, I don't think. I like a wide range of movies, which we'll sort of dig into when we talk about our top ones. Mm -hmm. And kind of span a good, <laughs> a good spectrum, span a spectrum. I don't know if that's redundant. Probably is. Oh, they do. I, <laughs> I love, um, I do really like, I think sci-fi and like thrillers kind of in that genre because I do that's like my favorite thing to read is sci-fi so mm -hmm. stuff like Inception um I eat up because I love that kind of more intellectual action movie I guess yeah um, and obviously as I kind of touched on anything with characters that I've already you know adaptations if you ask me what my favorite genre is it's probably adaptations because I love anything that I've either already read about or you know a previous movie was made about them like I love the live action Aladdin I just thought that was so cute and Will Smith ended up really redeeming himself from like the first trailers where everyone was like this guy's gonna be so stupid he's just this big blue thing but he ended up being really good <laughs> he's Will Smith yeah yeah of course and he wasn't like the big blue genie the whole time like at all so it was fine but I don't know certain things like that I I do like and I think when people make like so many I think a big thing in Hollywood is like there's so many remakes blah blah like come up with your own story and I understand that but like you're there to make money and these Disney remakes make a shitload of money and they do well internationally yes um, exactly except for Mulan who's having some terrible issues because of you know the fact that they literally filmed next to concentration camps so. yeah <laughs> and Which you know also because of the pandemic but I've okay. I I feel I'm just gonna be honest because that's my. Most I haven't watched it. I haven't watched the actual movie. I did not pay thirty dollars. I we did watch it. My mom mm. or my we wanted to do a family movie night, and for yeah. some reason that's the only one we get everyone on board for. So I, mean, I have seen it. Disney movies um, are pretty much the ones that you can get everyone on board for usually. I saw so. Cinderella. I saw Lion King. I saw Aladdin. I hated them all, but I actually liked Mulan. Yeah. I mean, I've, the woman, a woman that I follow really closely on like YouTube, cause I do watch a lot of movie reviews. People liked it. I think it was a good, it's just all the behind the, very well behind the scenes stuff yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of all up in the air. And the fact that, you know, it had to go to streaming and they, I think they, I mean, they pretty much lost all the money that, <laughs> yep. so it sucks, but I really, I'm, 
I don't think they're going to put Black Widow. Black Widow was supposed to come out in May and it is now September. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that it's scheduled for November, but I think they're going to push it till next year. I don't think they're going to put it on streaming because Mulan did so bad. Like, I don't think they would risk yeah. that with a Marvel movie. Um, some, I think people may say they're going to put like the next Pixar movie on streaming or see how that does, but um, we'll see. Cause it didn't seem yeah. to do so well and people did not like the idea of paying extra, but I, I mean, I understand it cause they had to recoup somehow, but Mm. I I know I well my dad works for Disney and we were talking about it like the fact that the number one source of income is all stuff that you have to go out of your house to do like Disney doesn't own a cable company like Universal does like they it's either theme parks and movies and then like it's the other stuff and then it's like TV or whatever I don't know so it's it's yeah it's hard think about that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know they still have a shitload of money and I'm not gonna be like (laughs) but yes it sucks for every company right now except Amazon they can go fuck themselves <laughs> and on that we're going to our uh, top three yeah we kind of I don't know I just picked the number three because I I tried doing five and it was too hard so <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah I want to hear yours because yours are so much more interesting than mine <laughs> so mine are Jojo Rabbit, Rear Window, and Prince of Egypt Yes. You want me to go ahead and talk about why? Love it. Yes, I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, but I it was so intriguing, and I love I love so Taika Waititi so much that oh yeah, so good. So yeah, I think it's the movie like everyone needs to see right now because so important social issues, and that's kind of what I talked about. It's the nuance of good and bad, and it's hilarious and yeah. unique. And and for anybody that doesn't know Jojo Rabbit, the premise is about this kid in Nazi Germany mm-hmm. he's young and his imaginary best friend is Hitler yeah and so basically it explores the kind of propaganda that those kids were exposed to and it shows like a real human sort of thinking about it and processing it. and it's a really beautiful story yeah um, and made like the production and director and everything all of like Jewish descent it's very responsibly done mm-hmm. take, I think. Um, so there's that. And that's kind of, honestly, the book, my main book that I have been working on uh, the year before last. Oh, my God, it's been so long. No. Um, <laughs> is more like the ultimate overall goal is to say something similar about like political conflict and where mm-hmm. things come from and where evil comes from and where good comes from and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rear Window is a Hitchcock film. We, I, have you seen it? I think I've only seen Psycho. I don't think I've seen, we watched, we okay. watched another Hitchcock film in some film class I was in. We watched. Not Rear, Witch, Rear Window. In our film class, we watched like the opening scene of Rear Window. Oh, okay. Um, uh, basically, the whole thing for that is this photographer whose leg is injured ends up being confined to his apartment, and then he is, like, looking at his neighbors. You can see, like, all yeah. these windows, um, and the actual set was built like that, so it's, yeah. it's a really fun idea um, and a great set for a story, and I think, I mean, obviously, Hitchcock's the master of suspense and everything. <laughs> Yep. Um, and because this character, like, starts to believe that his neighbor or across the way is, like, killing his wife or going to kill his wife, and then he's trying to look for the body and uh, 
one point he sent his girlfriend over to like sneak into the house and he's watching he's stuck he can't do anything and the guy comes home and just the the setup and the stakes it's so good and i think people kind of have forgotten how to do that or they're there's not enough because they'll still make money if they don't yeah to some sense um Transformers? It, <laughs> yeah so many narratives are half-baked in Hitchcock films because he was so I don't think you can do suspense without really having a full narrative yeah and it they're just so well done and but also so simple mm-hmm. <sighs> and like I've said before I think narrative is important to like our human psyche and when it's not well made it like fucks with our brains my favorite are nar- my favorites are narratives that are meant to fuck with our brains though <laughs> oh. like christopher nolan movies oh. anyway yes um, I, um okay and so prince of egypt yes the uh, montage it's probably one of my, i think it's probably my favorite animated movie like i'm not gonna oh really it's great it's, it's, it's definitely a standout yeah, but it is well, it's so the art direction and like the colors that they use and oh, it's so well done. It is just um, the, the voices. Ah, so good. Oh my god! Um, I have you heard of Teenage Bounty Hunters? No, it's a Netflix series that I'm obsessed with. You, you should totally mm. watch it. But the main characters are go to a Christian school, and they're talking about their like lock in. I can't decide if they're going to watch some like random snow ski Christian movie or Prince of Egypt. And the chaperone's like, I'm just worried, you know, animated Joseph does things to women. And like, or is it, is it Joseph? No, it's um, Moses. Moses. <laughs> Who? Uh oh. Well, there's um, Joseph, coat of many colors, John yeah, Bassing. That's true. But uh, Prince of Egypt's much better. But, anyways, the montage at the beginning. My teacher, I mean, a lot of teachers say this. Brian McDonald was the first person I heard say it, that a well-done film, you should be able to watch on silent and still understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. If you watch the first five minutes of Prince of Egypt on silent, like, you get everything, and it's amazing. And so the fact that you, when you do watch it with volume, and that song, which the soundtrack was at least nominated for an Oscar, I think it won. Um, yeah. Just, oh. So good, and... Uh, I I just, it's one of those things that I love so much, it's hard to even talk about in an intellectual way, but I think it's clear and communicative, and I, and I wrote, sorry, Bren, but (laughs) Inception's like the antithesis of this to me. Yeah. Uh, Which was the example I came up with before I realized that, that that was one of the, I just, I mean, obviously it's based on a Bible story, but I think lay out everything so clearly, like, you know, at the beginning that, that Moses's adopted father wanted to have him killed. Yes. So, and like everybody knows it, but it's still, you're engaged when he finds out because there's emotion and the narrative and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, my recommend, recommendation for the day is to watch those first five minutes on silent. It's fabulous and then just listen to the plague song over and over on youtube like i did <laughs> as a child <sighs> interesting choice i liked that i don't know that was like my favorite song i know that it's, oh, yeah? not, it's is it even i don't even know 
not very uplifting. I love montages and it was like, oh. so I think that's why I loved it so much. Or at least you are very into editing. Like, yeah, I mean, do with editing. I do really. It's love cool. It. I don't really like doing it, but I love a finished, like, that's probably why I love music videos so much and especially K-pop music videos because they're so yeah. tightly edited. Um, yeah. I, in terms of like movies that we kind of like classic movies that we watched in, I watched these in a different film class, but both The Graduate and Lost in Translation, I know Lost in Translation is like early 2000s, it's not really a classic, but those two movies are kind of like, I never thought I could really like old movies. <laughs> like I, I, I call myself a movie buff, but I really just like fake intellectual movies that are modern. Um, but, just because I hate them, um, we don't have to call them fake intellectual no, movies. I, no, I think that being confusing for confusing sake is their genre, and that's just a whole genre. Um, but I really do. There's some like classics, like I, I kind of like books. I don't really care too much for the classics of the classics. They have to be very specific. Um, and I really like their graduate so much so as if I referenced it in the book that I'm writing. And I still don't know how any of anything works with like referencing stuff in books. And I'm pretty sure you can't even do that. Like, how do how does it even work? Like copyright and stuff. Like who even knows? No, but a lot of people do it. I know. It's like, I don't know what to, I don't know, but. That's what agents are for. What agents are for. Right. Yeah. If we ever get them. Um, <laughs> but I do really like those two movies. And now going into the ones that I like that are not very classic um catching fire is my favorite movie of all time <laughs> because it's my favorite book of all time so there's that um and all three of these movies are adaptations which i'm now realizing um mm. i really like if you haven't seen kingsman the secret service please watch it it's fantastic it's how um what's his name taron edgerton got like he's still not really he played uh, elton john in the most recent i think that was his most recent role oh. but it's how he kind of got his start and he's so good and it's based off a comic book i actually read the comic book after i watched the movie or the graphic novel and um it just the movie is so good there's a sequel that's not nearly as good but the first movie is so good and i think the prequel like a prequel is set to come out um Ooh. at some point as well but it's basically like it's kind of like a secret spy like it's so cool. It, it's essentially just like a secret spire organization in um in Britain, and this like kid from, you know, he's super poor. His father uh, passes away, and I think his father was in it or something. I don't remember. And so he gets like a medallion that lets him, you know, call these people. Then he gets to be, um, he has to learn how to be like a gentleman. All this stuff. It's so cool and really action packed. And I really really like the story. Um, and also all the Marvel movies. I can't really pick a favorite. It's kind of different every day. But I really like Endgame because of how it culminated like 10 years of storytelling. And that's what I think Marvel does do is know their ending and which I didn't even realize was a thing. Like I didn't even realize that they had, he had apparently Kevin Feige, the guy that runs the MCU basically, like he had come up with the whole story like 10 years ago. Like it's insane. Wow. Um, obviously you have comic books to like base it on, but the fact that like everything was kind of all together and it just fit together so well and um I really liked that I do really like Civil War is one of the best MCU movies I think so I uh 
I don't know. My Marvel, my favorite Marvel movie changes every day, but. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Is it ever the first Avengers? Yes, it is. It's usually, it's never, there's only really one standalone film that it could ever be. And that's Taika Waititi's, which is Thor Ragnarok. It's so good. It's one of the, like, it's just amazing. Um, I do like the Guardians movies, but not nowhere near as much as like the original characters. Um, I think it's, it's a toss up between the first Avengers and like the last Avengers and Winter Soldier is really, really good. Civil War is really, really good. I don't know. I do like the ones where they come together more than the standalone movies, but everyone I think does because it's kind of fun. Just ever since I found out Joss Whedon did the first one and I was like, oh, I don't think I've watched it since I found it. And then he, then he kind of fell from grace, so. Well, he did the second one too, and everyone hates the second. Not everyone, but the second one is very, not oh, very good. I thought you meant like allegations wise, and I was like, well, no, no, he to- did. Like he, I don't know. There was some issue. I don't even really know what it was, but um, well, he's the guy who did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, so I know all about it. I could give you a full lowdown, but there was nothing ever like substantial that yeah. came up. It was just a lot. Of- I don't know people just th- he had like a lot of boob jokes and he was because he was the one yeah. that took over directing justice league from um from Zack snyder after i think Zack snyder's daughter passed away and so he had to um like josh joss took over and then it became like people say he made it worse and now of course Zack snyder's releasing his own version of it <laughs> there's there's this whole thing so um but yeah i i really like movies and adaptations <laughs> <laughs> Are there any, so are there any movies that you'd say would specifically um, influence like your writing or, I don't know, changed your life? Because that obviously changes everyone's lives. I think um, the more, I think the biggest thing that I've gotten from films in terms of writing, and this is probably because I entered at least the analytical consumption of films through acting is like um, atmospheric choices. For example, in 12 Angry Men, like it's hot the whole time. Uh, It's like a warm room and it not only like allows you to create this very compelling sort of visual with everyone like coping with heat in a different way, like wiping sweat, fanning themselves, like loosening ties, whatever. It also is like symbolically, isn't it? Because it gets like hotter throughout and it kind of, the tension's mounting and it changes the way the conversations happen. I think that's a big thing you see in a lot of amazing films. I mean, Um, Gatsby does that in that, oh my gosh, that's like the first time I really... And I was like feeling the tension. I was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. miserable. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a really, and again, I don't think people do it as much as maybe they could. It adds so much and it's such a small thing. Um, I think I also really love color theory, which makes sense as like a visual artist. I, the first one that comes to mind is The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think they did it so well because the book all, I mean, that book I believe is a literary masterpiece. Um, yeah. And it's all blue and orange and the whole movie is blue and orange and it's just mm-hmm. very well done. Um, and that's also my favorite color combo. So that's probably part of it. And then Blade Runner. I think the second one tried to sort of do this, but there's nothing like the 
use of colors in that first movie. Yeah. So Did we watch that in our class? I, I've watched that at some yeah. point. Oh, okay. Didn't know what class it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I put some other examples, but they're not actually movies. They're um, things that just sort of do that atmosphere thing, like In the Heights has the heat. Gilmore Girls. I'm mean, Gilmore Girls does it with every like season of throughout the year, but especially when it snows, it's oh, I want to if I can ever create something that has that same sort of like feeling. I'm wiggling my fingers, feeling. Um, I'll have I'll be happy with myself in my life. Yeah, it's very hard. Um, yeah, no, I I never really think about that as much as I should I feel like you think about um like weather a lot if you're writing Mm -hmm. a lot of outdoor stuff but you don't ever think about other things like you know the sound it's it's hard to get all the senses in there (laughs) Mm -hmm. it can really like change everything oh definitely um yeah and I think that when specifically when I write I kind of I mean I guess everyone's like this but I mean I do picture like kind of what it would look like as a movie and I mean I guess that's what everyone's head is what they Mm -hmm. picture Um, but I think that I've always pictured it as like a movie especially when I'm listening because I I specifically have playlists for each thing I'm like writing and I think that listening to kind of how that would fit in like if it were a movie really helps me get like the atmosphere down and kind of um, the feel for what I want to write and it gets me in that space Um, yeah and I do I don't know. I love, um, what was I going to say? I love kind of, because I guess all the movies that influenced my writing were books before they were movies. So the books were what influenced my writing, (laughs) but I do, um, visuals are so like, I mean, a movie could be so bad, but like visuals are, if they're so good, like, Also, book covers suck. Yeah, they're so gross. Why can't we? So gross. Especially YA book covers. And it sucks because, like, you have no say in that, like, as an author. And I didn't even realize that. You literally have, like, no say. Um, I think once you get, like, big, you can kind of come out with, like, a special edition that maybe you have some say in. But you literally have no say. And it sucks. It's like, I don't want a photo of a girl's eye. Like, I want, like, some (laughs) cool graphic designer to, like, do this and make it look cool. Anyway. But um, I've recently in the story that I'm trying to finish I have to like basically add another like 30,000 words to make it finished um but I recently added the fact that like the character is kind of a movie buff um because she was kind of supposed to be like a nerd but like I didn't really have any characteristics of her being a nerd and I know this isn't really like a nerd thing but it's something like quirky somebody that's really really into like old as a high schooler into like old classic movies that's kind of weird um it's not it's not weird it's not you know, typical, or it's, it's something that you could get made fun of for in high school, maybe, you know? So yeah. I added that to her character, and it's been really fun, like, trying to come up with different references to make, and, like, little things she can say that'll be like, oh my god, you know that, and you're, like, 16? That's kind of weird, so I don't know. You have to have her talk about cat people. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yes, let's talk about that. No, but, like, I used, like, The Graduate. Um, I know that's not, like, a super old movie, but it's one of my favorites, so... Um, there's other ones that I've used because I don't really know. I don't know if I can use like modern movies because I never know all the copyright shit. So, I mean, I just kind of <laughs> do whatever and hope it works. But I think that's been really fun trying to like have, I love writing about characters that like, you know, are artists because it's just, mm-hmm. or are into stuff like that. 
it's always I feel like the best the films there's like a joke that the films that win at the Oscars are always about Hollywood um yeah so, I mean lol to La La Land who won for two seconds but I think that <laughs> um anyway but <laughs> that is a that's my take I think that movies in general like I think everything influences writing like so many poems are about artwork and like that's mm-hmm. like a huge category of poetry is all literally written about art and we had a project in a, my poetry class we went to like um one of the art exhibits that was at um at Auckland Auckland what is it how do you pronounce Auckland Auckland okay <laughs> and we wrote we had to pick a piece and write a poem about it and I'm sure every a lot of classes do that but it, it art is a huge thing in poetry and so I think that it should be the same for everything yeah art is everything everything is art (laughs) well on that note (laughs) everything is art yes yeah yeah i don't have anything else to add honestly i love movies a lot and i miss i miss going to movie theaters so much (laughs) yeah and i feel like going to movie theaters is already kind of a dying thing before the pandemic but I still loved to do it. I love it. I love the feeling. I love being in a, I just love everyone being there to being excited about the same thing. And like, it's so fun. So yippee, RIP to movie theaters for hopefully just a little bit longer. Yeah. Mm. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And on that great note. <laughs> on that great note, um, vote and stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, vote. Yeah, please. Anyway, please, (laughs) please vote. (laughs) Seriously, should I tell them why they should vote? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I'm pretty sure everyone that listens to this knows why they should vote. Well, I didn't find this out until this morning, but uh, so if the, if Congress does end up approving a judge before the election, um, if we, or if Democrats win the, that, house and the presidency uh could add another judge to the supreme court to help balance it out yeah which um has been done before the numbers changes have changed through history and you could argue that it needs to reflect the country and if it has another conservative judge it's not going to and we could lose i forget the number but it's like 13 states would like only 13 states would still have access to abortion if Roe v. Wade got overturned. Anyways, that's really important and could lead to a lot of deaths. Yeah. You know, on top of the 200,000. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, well, wear a mask, be safe, vote, and we'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah, watch a movie. Watch a movie too. (laughs) Do that too. Watch Prince of Egypt on silent. Yeah. <laughs> and dub over it with your own voice and send it to us. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at Obsessed Naturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. <laughs>